is the positive moment in Victoria. Keep in love. My name is Victoria and this is the positive movement. If you are joining us for the first time, follow us on all our social media handles at PME underscore music word. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Snapchat, even Tumblr. We are everywhere. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click on the notification button as you subscribe in order to get amazing content as we upload them. And also go through our previous videos, drop your comments. I'm sure there are videos that are waiting for you, just for you. They are made for you. Just go through them, listen to them, watch them, and drop your comments. So very quickly, I want to share something with you that caught my attention. I was going through my Facebook feed and I saw this video. I saw this video about a particular set of people in Brazil practicing the Yoruba culture, doing things the Yoruba way, worshipping the Yoruba Orishas and all of those things and it really caught my attention i decided to read up about it and i discovered that there is a set of people in brazil that speaks yoruba like they speak yoruba fine it might not be as fluently as we speak it in nigeria in west africa but at least they for someone who did it for someone did not grow for someone who did not grow up in Yoruba land to speak yoruba language you know it's it's a big deal you know it's a big deal Yes, you can say English is also not our mother tongue and we'll speak it fluently. Yes, that's because we are learning it in school and we are being forced to speak it because why? It is our lingua franca. So, whether we like it or not, we have to speak English. But over there, it is not like that. They made a conscious effort. They made a conscious effort to learn this language and they are speaking it and they are trying at it. They do not just stop and speaking the language. They are also following the Yoruba traditions that most of us in Africa, most of us in Yoruba land, living in Yoruba land are forsaken. So I was wondering how did that happen? How did these people start this? I was wondering how these people started speaking Yoruba and what inspired that and all of that. Then I was able to trace it back to the days of the Atlantic slave trade where lots of Africans, a lot of West Africans, now let me just say a lot of Africans because it actually evolved African at large were transported to different parts of the world as slaves so some of them were taken to Cuba taken to Brazil and a lot of them were actually taken from the Yoruba land so when it got there they did not forsake their traditions that they came with they did not forsake uh, everything they were doing um, they did not forsake the language and all of that so when they came in they continued speaking the language they brought in their culture they brought in their traditions and all of that and so when the slave trade came to an end there was no way they could return to their fatherland how would they even return it's not now that there's social media countries there was no way they don't even know where they how they got to where they got to how where did they even want to start it so they actually established and they continued their culture, they continued the tradition. And over the years, over the years, they have been able to pass these traditions down to their children. Even though in Nigeria, in Africa, in 
Okay, now so we can link that with the slave trade and the descendants of those slaves who did not forsake the cultures and tradition. Okay, fine. That is okay, fine. That is explainable. Now let's talk about the ones who are actually white. They are not the blacks. They are not the descendants. They are white and they are speaking this language and following this culture and tradition and all of that. That is because they got interested in the language, got interested in the culture and traditions along the way. It is explainable that, okay, the descendants of the slaves that came from Africa formed their own, the, all of the things. But now we are also talking about people who were not descendants of Africans, but living in South America, living in Brazil and all of that, and yet they have imbibed this Yoruba culture. Some of them cannot speak this language, but they are following the traditions, the culture, they are worshipping or she worshipping Ifa and all of that. There was a video about the Oni of Ife. That was two years ago. The video was circulated two years ago. It visited Brazil as they were celebrating some festivals. They celebrated Oshun festival and all of that. And everything that, even though there was somebody who was interpreting to people in their own Brazilian language, it's really something what, um, I, how would I put it? It's something very interesting to watch for a Yoruba culture, a Yoruba tradition to be practiced outside of the Yoruba region, outside of Africa. It is very, very interesting because we as Africans, we as Nigerians, we tend to imbibe Western, we, we as Africans tend a lot to imbibe the cultures of the Westerners. In fact, almost, every, almost everything we do is revolving around the Westerners. We eat their kind of food, we wear their kind of clothes, obviously. We wear their kind of clothes, we dress like them, we make their kind of hair, do everything like them because you just want to be accepted by them. But these are people who are not Africans. You need to see the videos that I'm talking about. They were actually wearing Yoruba traditional attires. The ladies were actually wearing our Uro Abuba and the men were putting on like it was just more like a Yoruba setting, but it was not in a Yoruba region. Like it's really very interesting. So I was work having a discussion with somebody about this and the person was making me to understand that there is a there is a town in America called Oyotunji Village. Like it's it's uh it's strictly a Yoruba town. Now I am very interested in this because back home a lot of us are not interested in anything that has to do with our traditions and our cultures to the extent that even some schools, some secondary schools, some primary schools don't offer Yoruba, don't offer Yoruba as a subject in this in their schools. Like uh, I was, uh, it's it's really very very, um, it's pathetic for it's really pathetic that we're in Yoruba land. We're not even in America, we're not in Brazil, we're not in Switzerland. When Nigeria when Yoruba land and the school curriculum did not make a provision for Yoruba language as a subject. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing every school. There are a lot of schools that offers Yoruba as a subject. I went to a primary school, a secondary school that offers Yoruba as, as a subject. And I know every public school in Nigeria offers at least one Nigerian language as a subject. There are some that even offers more than one. 
there's some that are like offering like two or three yoruba languages yeah i'm not disputing that but there are some schools there are some private schools that do not offer yoruba language as a subject and sometimes they even make it optional like it's optional you can choose to you can choose not to like i believe it's at least one nigerian language is supposed to be compulsory for every student in nigerian it's supposed to be compulsory now we have foreigners who are actually imbibing our culture our traditions and languages i saw a lot of people on youtube a lot of americans on youtube that are learning the yoruba language like with so much zeal and so much with so much zeal and so much passion there's a particular one named she calls herself titlio she's a she's an american citizen and somebody was asking her in one of those videos i was like okay what is your american name and she was like she has stopped using her american name that her, her, her name is titlio and that's what she wants to be addressed by and i'm like wow but in nigeria you know please use me for uh i'll use myself as an example when i introduce myself i said my name is victoria victoria is not an african name it's not a yoruba name i am a yoruba lady but it's just the way it is like oh in fact some of us would rather be addressed by our english name than our yoruba name anyway my yoruba name is oluwakemi it's a very beautiful name i wonder why i don't use it <laughs> anyway so i was like okay so a Yoruba, i could actually throw away an american name and decide to be using a yoruba name titilayo a name that she gave herself not that her parents gave her and you know funny enough she's she's she actually studied journalism and yoruba language at the university of ibado and i was like wow this is interesting and this is us in nigeria this is us in africa this is all in our this is us in a yoruba region and we have schools that do not even offer yoruba and there are schools who offers yoruba as an optional uh, optional subject it's not supposed to be like that like in nigeria offer at least one nigerian language it is supposed to yes we know it is important to speak english because it's a lingua franca and for a country like nigeria where we have several languages and several cultures several tribes it is important that we have at least one unifying language so it is really very understandable we know why we should be able to speak in english but that is not us throwing away our culture throwing away our traditions and i am very particular about the language you know i'm not even going deep into the spiritual aspect of it or the traditional aspect of it or talking about the Ogun Oshun. i'm not even going there now i am talking about the language itself because i have come across a lot of people who were born and brought up in nigeria they have actually never been outside of nigeria before they've never even been to togo <laughs> they've never been to kutonu that is even close they're even sharing butter they've never even gone to cameroon or ghana yet they cannot speak their native language they speak only english and some people even speak french english and french and they cannot even speak in any native language why because their parents did not bring them up to speak in their native language now parents brought them up right from their they parents brought them up right from childhood to be able to speak english and their schools did not help as well they went to schools where they are being taught in english and you revise them were allowed for instance, when I was in primary school, there was a law that no vernacular speaking. If you speak in your native language, you're going to pay fine. Yes, I understand why 
in a school setting you have to express yourself in english well because it's probably a formal gathering but there is nothing that is stopping us from really encouraging our native language as well like it nothing should stop us from doing that now these people these foreigners are coming to learn our language and we don't even care about it sometimes i wonder if in the next 10 or 20 years we'll still have people who can communicate their native language fluently i i i fear for this next generation where a lot of people who have never been outside of nigeria yet they cannot even speak any other language apart from english it is understandable if you are born and brought up outside of nigeria well, okay maybe you don't have the opportunity maybe the people you're related with uh, speak strictly in english and all of that so we can excuse you but for someone who actually grew up in nigeria born and brought up in nigeria and yet you cannot communicate in your native language like i think it's really an insult on you and even on your parents and even on your school like there is really no reason why yoruba language should not be a compulsory subject in Yoruba regions and in other regions the native language there is supposed to also be a compulsory subject and now this brings me back to uh still talking about the slave trade era and people visit america they visit london they visit england they visit the uk and all of a lot of places and they see artifacts from africa the seal a lot of uh, sculptures from africa that have been stolen by these people that is to say they actually appreciate this that that was why they stole it and they are using it to decorate their own museum now i i i i wonder that if these things were actually in nigeria if it, if they were not stolen if these artifacts were not stolen now i'm beginning to wonder are we even going to take care of them and you know let me bust your bubble some of these stores were not stolen they were sold yes some of them were sold by our greedy leaders then no others because they were actually the ones that were trading with these colonial masters trading with the slave drivers to selling out their own dismay as slaves so it is you know i don't know africa <laughs> when when god's hands in africa right from time we have always been like this so a lot of things that are happening today they are strange because <laughs> it's just the way it is now if these things are still in africa i wonder if we really appreciate them but i wonder so i'm trying to say that these foreigners these english people these americans they appreciate these things more than us they appreciate our language more than us they appreciate all i have seen and i have heard about a lot of people from america who are learning the yoruba language with zeal like yoruba language is not i'm focusing on yoruba language yeah i'm not trying to put down any other language in nigeria I, it's just it's just what it is i am focusing on it because these guys they come down to nigeria to learn nigerian language they come down to you know a lot of them they you hear that they're studying african studies why are they doing that <laughs> yoruba language is not a word language like english it's not uh like french at least after english you can say okay french too then you talk about german and all of that but you know these people they are, they know the value of 
our native language, you know, the value of African languages. But we that we are at home, we are not outside or we are at home, we don't care. Whatever happens, happens. I know a lot of people cannot speak in their native language. I have met some. I have met some. There are people that you can actually sell them. You sell them, you collect change, and they will not know that you are selling them because they don't understand. They can only speak in English. They can only they can only express themselves in English. And no, it's not supposed to be like that. So I encourage everybody, teach your children your native language. And even schools, please. I, I really I really wish the government can make it compulsory for every school. I know it's compulsory in well, I don't know if it's still compulsory, but I know that they offer at least one native language in public schools. But, but I don't know if it's compulsory or it's not compulsory. But when I was in secondary school it was compulsory, so I don't know about now. I went to a public school, so I don't know about now. But what I'm saying is the government should make it compulsory. For every school, whether public or private, to offer at least one Nigerian language. They should offer at least one Nigerian language. We know. We know that English is a Negro fracker. It is important. If we already made it compulsory, we cannot even argue with it. So if you don't pass English and mass, you are going nowhere. Yes, we have they have made it compulsory already. But this native language of a thing, we need to really work on it. Because this because this because this next generation, I really fear for them. This generation Z, <laughs> like the Twitter people will call them. I don't know, maybe the native language in Nigeria will die with the millennials generation. But we need to really focus on this next generation. Like, as you are teaching the children, they can catch up a lot. You can teach them English and Yoruba as or your native language as they grow. They can capture two languages. They can even capture more than two languages at the same time. I saw a video some years back about a five-year-old who speaks in several languages. And I'm like, wow. So, they, you know, their brain is ready, is sharp, and they can assimilate a lot of things. You know, it's not easy for an adult to learn a new language. But it's very easy for a child. To be able to learn this language, learn this language, learn this language. I know people who speak two, three different languages. Yeah. And they learned it when they, were ch when they were children. So, as they grow, teach them in English, teach them in Yoruba. When I was in secondary school, I have a teacher. He was my social studies teacher. And he said something in class one day and he was like, his children do not speak English at home. They only speak English in school. You make sure that if any of his children speak English at home, he's going to discipline the child. They speak, they do not only speak in Yoruba, they speak in their native dialect. You know, Yoruba has dialects, several dialects. They have a Jesha dialect, Jebu dialect, Ekiti dialect, or your dialects. <laughs> if I even the dialects, they have sub dialects and dialects and dialects. You know, we are just a variety of people. So this man. His children speak in a kitty dialect. They don't even speak Yoruba at home. But when they get to school, they speak English. I think that's fair enough. They can actually switch between English and a native language. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's not like we should just imbibe the whole uh, Western culture, everything, everything. And we don't even want to have anything to do with our own native language. No, 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 no. I think that has to change. That has to change. We, we need to get to the point where we also encourage our culture. 
we encourage our traditions. Non language is a very important factor when it comes to culture. When the language disappears, what else is left? Okay, even if you want to talk about the Ifa and the Oshun and the everything, you cannot you cannot conduct those festivals. You cannot conduct those festivals and all those things in English language. You know there are some Yoruba there are some English literature books that I read and they're trying to portray something in Europe uh, they're, they're trying to portray Yoruba scenario in an English manner. They're familiar with literature, you will see a lot of things like that when they want to translate something into English the way it is in Yoruba the transliteration. It doesn't it doesn't hit home because you know that uh, uh, no no you know say this thing in Yoruba if you really want to make sense out of it. You have to say it in Yoruba. <laughs> because if you keep saying writing it in English it do not hit home. It do not hit home very well like you still know that eh? there's some, something we miss because the English language does not have an uh, English word for every Yoruba word for example. There's there's no there are some words that do not have equivalent in English. Okay, for example, ekushe. Okay, if I want to interpret ekushe in English, I'm going to say well done. But well done, ekushe. Is it really the direct equivalent? Even if we can still excuse that, but what about um? Okay, somebody just returned from a journey, and the person is like. Ekuleo, how do you what is the direct English translation of Ekule? There are some words that do not have equivalent, and there are some that we are even trying to create an English word for them, even though the English word does not exist. One of them is Akara. Akara is Akara. We both people do not have Akara. Akara is our Akara, but no, we want to call it bean cake. To the point that some people are even started calling Gari cassava flakes because we just want to create an english word for a yoruba word that does not exist in english well, we don't have to do all these things yes we can be speak we can speak in english and yet still keep some of our words that do not have equivalent in english so when we are talking i want to talk about akara call it akara don't call it pinky call it gary don't call it cassava flakes no we don't have to create an english word for them they do not have an english interpretation so why uh, uh, exactly why are we creating them English equivalent for words that do not have English equivalents. These are the these are the issues. Let's keep our heritage, keep our language. You know all these things. In the next 10, 20 years, this our generation will have become the older generation. So our children, our younger ones, you know, we don't want them to lose the language. We don't want them to just wave it aside. So I'm calling our attention to the fact that people who are not Nigerians, who are not Yoruba people, who are not Africans, they could actually be interested in African studies, interested in our language, and you know, they are really excelling at it. Like, it's, it's, it's actually a food for thought. In a nutshell, Africans, 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 don't throw away your culture, your heritage, and your tradition for the Western culture. Even the Westerners, they are coming to learn from us. So why do we have to push everything aside? Because we want to be like them, we want to speak like them. A lot of people form accents that they do not have. They want to sound like a British man. They want to sound like an American woman. 
the most important thing is to pronounce your words correctly as long as you are pronouncing your words correctly uh, it's you don't have to form an accent that you don't have you don't want to and it's a that you do not have be original be the african man and woman that you have be the yoruba man and woman that you have don't even try to be someone else. don't try to be a westerner because the fact is they do not even appreciate you when you're trying to be like that that's the fact even if you're trying to be like okay i want to sound like american i want to sound like a british man a british woman if you go there they know you're and they will not even appreciate you and you know the irony of it is when they are trying to sound like us we are always like oh he, he's speaking yoruba she speaks this he doesn't we always want to make them feel like they are welcome they are like and they do make us feel that same way why they don't care about us but want to be like them by all means so that we look like ah yeah we are too we are you know please please don't trade your culture for the western culture completely we can excuse ourselves that okay we are wearing your clothes we are dressing like them you are uh, making a kind of hair oh we are burying their names well but at least let's keep our language even if that is the only thing we're going to keep let's keep our language let's be original and let's be intentional about this language all right then this is to the voice of victoria and you're on to the positive moment so like i said earlier check out our previous episodes our previous podcast episodes on our podcast channel and also on youtube drop your comments like the post like the, like the video and please subscribe and when you subscribe you do what click on the notification button in order to get notifications every time we upload a new video all right that we meet next time with another amazing and interesting topic i still remain victoria bye <music>